0: Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences.
1: In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you.
0: We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 77. We will be talking about the three life lessons that we learn staying in a cabin in the middle of the mountains. In this episode, we'll share our thoughts and our experiences and some insights that we had while staying in the mountains in North Carolina. I hope everybody enjoys the show.
0: Hi, guys. Welcome back. We're so excited that you're here. Today's episode is all about the three things that we've learned by staying in a cabin in the middle of the woods um, on a mountain. So we're actually here right now. And haven't we learned a lot since we got here?
1: We learned so much because... You're just by yourself, you're with yourself and your own emotions, your own thoughts. There's no distractions on the outside. There's nobody else to point fingers at to distract from your own stuff that's going on and we all have our own stuff that's going on all the time. It's a never-ending process, so.
0: Yeah, and it actually, everything started by driving up to the cabin. So we're here in North Carolina. We're right, at, we're right near Magic Mountain, right? Is that what this is?
1: Magical Heavenly it's, Mountain, right? There's one called Heavenly, Magical one Mountain called Magic too.
0: Magic Mountain. I forget what spot we're in, but we're right, not too far, like probably 29 minutes away from Boone, North Carolina. We're That's, in
1: Banner Elk, North Carolina. Yeah.
0: So if you look that up, I don't know how many people are in this little area, but probably a small amount.
1: Yeah. So let's go with number one. So number one, we learned this right away mm-hmm. on our way to our cabin, and it's fear of the unknown.
0: Mm-hmm. There is always that's always going to come up when there is fear of the unknown. We knew where our destination was. We knew that the cabin was at a certain address, but when we started driving up this big hill, it turned from pavement onto a into a gravel road.
1: Right. So at one point, it was I knew that it was going to be dark at 8 o'clock p.m. because I looked that up before we got here. Our goal was to get to the cabin before it was dark because we drove from Philadelphia, which it took about nine or 10 hours actually yeah. to get here. And we timed it out to where we could get here a lot earlier than 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And we thought that. And then we ended up getting here at 7.30 p.m. and we're driving up this gravel road and all of a sudden, It says we're at our destination,
0: and the road was split.
1: And there was a split road, and we didn't know where to go. Like we, there was no cabin around. We looked down this huge hill, and there was a cabin down there. But we were like, "How do we get to it?" So Mm -hmm. Lindsey called the guy or the customer service with Carolina Cabin Rentals, and she was asking him, "Where's this cabin at?"
0: Yeah, and the only thing that he really did was he read exactly what I already had on my email. But just having him on the phone gave some sort of peace of mind. And I think that's what happens with the unknown, is there's a lot of fear behind, you know, getting someplace. We know in our minds that we have this vision of our destination, but when we can't see ahead, that's when it can get scary. And it's very easy to want to turn back. So you want to share what happened with your thoughts? Right. So
1: why is it the fear of the unknown? Because... We live in the city. Most of the time we're in the city. Um, I love being in nature. I'm in nature a lot. But a lot of the times we're in nature that's close to the city. So this was an unknown to us. And so we're up at the top of this mountain at 730. We can't find the cabin. And my first thought is we're driving back down the mountain. And we're going to the city of boone and we're going to book a hotel like i literally was <laughs> thinking, really that. thinking that so I was he's like thinking, i don't care
0: we're going back to boone i'm like wait what
1: i'm like i'm going back to boone no, there's bears we're... on this mountain it's dark we're on a gravel road well, it was and keep in to mind dark. keep in mind this gravel road there was only enough room for one car That's on the true. road so if there was another car coming down it i didn't know what we were going to do like i didn't know if we we're going to like back up but this is a lot like lindsay was saying she was saying you have this vision, you have this dream, you know where you want to go. And a lot of times the people that we're talking to here, you're like us, you're dreaming things that, there's not many people that went that way. There's not really a path, you have to make your own path. So you know where you want to go, you know what you want to do, but you have this fear. So instead of going back down the mountain and booking that hotel, you might be thinking, let me, like me, let me go back to my teaching job. It's safe, secure. You know, I'm comfortable there, I have benefits, I have a guaranteed paycheck. Um, I'm gonna go back down and book that teaching job.
0: Cause it's comfortable. Because it's
1: comfortable and you know that, you know there's certainty there. Mm. And like all humans, you want that certainty. When you have uncertainty, it makes you uncomfortable like we were at the top of that mountain.
0: Yeah. I actually felt like I was doing a good job of staying calm. I felt like I was trying to do good.
1: You did say you stay calm. That's why I we're a team. I tried to,
0: and that's why we work good together. But we were laughing about it after when we figured out how to get down. And I think there's a lesson in this too: is that when you're going through different things and you have this destination in your mind, this vision, there's not going to always be a paved road. It could be like what we came into, the gravel road where you don't know where to go. It's it's a rough patch, but somehow the gravel road can end up at the most beautiful destination. And that's exactly what happened for us. And
1: that's exactly what happened. We drove down, we end up driving. So after looking around for a moment and Lindsey's talking to the customer service guy, we noticed that fork in the road. Like, mm-hmm. we drove back a little bit. I actually had to turn around on this road. I don't know how I did it, but it was kind of freaky. I don't
0: know either. That part I was scared about. So
1: we drove down the fork and we realized that there was a stump sticking out with the numbers. It was a brown stump, so it blended in. And it said 1396. Mm-hmm. And that's the number. I was like, oh, here it is. But then we parked at the top of this gravel road because we didn't know if we went down this gravel road. If we would ever get back. If we would ever get back up or if it was gonna lead down the mountain or what was going on. So I was like, let me get out of the car and I'll walk down there. So I got out of the car and I walked down there and I saw this beautiful cabin with this beautiful creek called Beach Creek flowing in front of it. You might
0: even hear it on the mic. I don't know if they're gonna hear it. We have the door open so you might be able to hear it i'm not sure and it's, it's constantly
1: flowing and it's stunning so like lindsey said a lot of times when you have this dream you have this vision you might have to take that road that's a little shaky that's rock it's not paved it's not perfect it doesn't look great it's not all beautiful actually it's beautiful in its own way if you can see that beauty if you could train yourself to see that beauty and then it leads to the most beautiful destination I forget who it was, but they said, if you follow your dreams confidently and you just act in the direction of where you want to go, you're going to find success that's uncommon. And I probably slayed that that, um, quote, but a lot of you know what I'm talking about here. So, and the success that's uncommon is this beautiful cabin that we're in right now. And we found it, long story short, we ended up finding the cabin and now we're here.
0: <laughs> and it's, it's beautiful. I don't want to leave. It's been amazing.
1: So let's go to number two. Okay. You so when we just- got to this cabin, when we arrived, all of a sudden, everything was calm and it settled. And I started to feel all of these emotions. All of these emotions started coming up. So I picked up my guitar, which is right over here to the right. You probably can't see it. <laughs> Thank And I started playing. And all of these emotions started coming up. And I started to realize how self-aware I was of my emotions. And after traveling for the last two months in St. Louis and Michigan and Canada and then staying in Boston for about a month and surrounded by family, and we've been seeing people almost every day for the last two months, I realized this was the first time in a while that I was just with me and my emotions. And I was feeling literally every emotion possible you know the sad the happy Um, i was thinking thoughts that i haven't thought about in a long time or i wasn't aware that they were there in Mm -hmm. a long time that they actually been there the whole time and it helped me hit these thoughts straight on and actually process them
0: yeah and that's the power of what was number two number two
1: is you're aware of your own thoughts So which you brought that up. You said those specific words because you said your friend Kelly was yeah, in Thailand.
0: Yeah. So when I, I spoke with my friend Kelly in Thailand and she's living in this she was living in this really tiny little actually a mountain town. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's a mountain town up in Thailand where there's not there's very few people that live there. And she was saying it's so weird. I'm actually hearing my own thoughts. And I'm like, that's so cool. Um, but I, I understood it, but on a certain level. And then when I came here, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what she's talking about because it's almost like the second that we came into this cabin, we were sitting at the kitchen table and we just took a moment to really process what was taking place. And it was silent and it was this quiet moment of that feeling when you're making a snow angel. If you've ever made a snow angel or just laid in the snow when it's completely crisp and um, cold and wintry but clear, that feeling of clarity, that's exactly how it felt. Or if you've ever been underwater where everything comes clear to you, it feels like this moment of zen or freedom, that's what we felt. And you could hear your thoughts and everything slowed down and everything was also kind of loud around me. Like my energy, the energy, the space of this.
1: So why is this important to hear your own thoughts? Well, it's important, I believe, because we could think positive and we could focus on our dreams and we could go after that and that's all great, but if we're not real with what's actually going on in our own energy and our own emotions, you're never going to deal with it. You're never going to move through it. And I look at our energy and our emotions, it's just like this creek that's outside. It's constantly flowing but if we don't take time to really become aware of our own thoughts and emotions we're not going to know what's actually going on here so we could have all of this baggage in us and a lot of us do we all have some form of baggage in us that's holding us back and you could do all the positive affirmations and you could you could focus and do all the right actions but if you don't deal with that and you don't hit it straight on and you don't speak the truth and you don't live in your truth um, I made a meditation earlier here, um, actually on a Facebook live, and I was talking about how truth is so healing, but a lot of times it will come in negative form, like in negative circumstances, negative um, situations that happen in your life, you know, maybe it's a car accident, maybe it's um, maybe it's an anxiety attack, maybe no matter what it is, maybe it's somebody you know your significant other telling you something they've been wanting to tell you for the last 5 years and it's painful to hear like hey you're kind of annoying to be around sometimes or y- your anger problem is really getting to me and it's and it's really something we have to work on and it and it and it, it's not something you want to hear but the whole point of this it's something you need to hear it's something you have to process so going back to your own emotions you must hit them straight on with truth and be real with yourself about what actually is going on because when you're not self-aware of your own thoughts and you're out in the city living and you're constantly going and you're constantly, well, you have a lot of things on the outside that you could deflect your own stuff on and you could be like, well, this person's an asshole over here. This person is always acting like this or this. And a lot of times we're deflecting our own emotions on other people to where it's it might be a band-aid for the moment to where you could deflect it and, you know, it could make you feel good for the moment. But in the long term, it's going to hinder your success. And what I mean by that is you might attract all these great things into your life, but if you're not in tune with your emotions and you're not really self-aware, you could be in a cabin like this and not even be able to receive it.
0: That's so true. And I think that's part of that moment of solitude and, and being aware of that and being aware of the thoughts.
1: Absolutely. So should we go to number three? Yes, number so three. number three is let me check my notes here outside of your comfort zone. So going outside of your comfort zone, why is this outside of our comfort zone? So what, like I said at the beginning of this episode, we live in the city most of the time mm-hmm. we're constantly surrounded by noise, cars, um, everything We live in Tampa Bay, and even if we're not in Tampa Bay, a lot of times we're in Boston, we're yeah. in St. Louis, we're in these big cities. So this is outside of our comfort zone. I was yeah. telling Lindsay, you, you go.
0: What were you going to say?
1: What I was going to say, I was telling you, I think it was earlier today or yesterday, I understand now. Yeah. I get it when I'm rollerblading or bike riding through these cities, and I bring people along with me, and to me, it's so comfortable for me. I could throw my rollerblades. I could be in New York city. I could be in Toronto like we just were a couple or about a month ago. And I'm totally comfortable rollerblading through stoplights, going through people doing, and it's in my comfort zone because I've been doing it since I was six years old. I've literally been running the streets, riding my bike and it's my comfort zone. So when I was here in this cabin and I realized, whoa, I'm outside of my comfort zone, I'm feeling a little bit like, to where I'm like looking around my surroundings. It made me have compassion for everybody that I bring on these journeys with me that are not in their comfort zone when we're rollerblading through the city or we're bike riding through the city.
0: Yeah. And I think that's important to note too, that when you're leaving your comfort zone, it is going to be really uncomfortable. And you'll actually think that you're getting an intuitive hit not to do something. So maybe a door will feel like it's closed and you're wondering, wait, that's a sign I'm not supposed to do it. Well, it doesn't always mean that. A lot of people think that just because a door is closed, it means that you're not meant to do it. Sometimes it's just it just happens, but you just keep on moving and you realize that no, that direction is okay to go in. Um, so when you're leaving your comfort zone, you are going to meet with some sort of resistance, kind of like what happened to us where we got lost on the top of the space where we didn't know where we were going, but in the end, it became more beautiful. So it'd be really easy for us to, to go back down and hang out in an area that feels comfor- comfortable. It's overpopulated or it's more populated than what we've were what we been in right now in this cabin. but. When you leave your comfort zone, it shakes something up within your energy. And when your energy shifts, your perception shifts, and then the stuff that you attract into your life shifts too. So, the more you do something that's out of your comfort zone, the more that you're going to attract that's outside of your little box. And that's what's really important. And we actually spent time in a cabin not too far from here. I think it was about an hour away, right, Branson City. I think it's
1: more about two and a half, three hours, half maybe. Hours.
0: Okay so it's like in that it feels like the same vibe in a way but that was we thought that that was secluded but no it wasn't no, we were near all. cabins um but this one's not really near much like you really have to go up into like we said we area. literally
1: took gravel roads yeah. to get here like we're in the middle yeah. of a mountain just and
0: that's not the whole way like the gravel roll i think road was like seven minutes long or ten minutes long, yeah. but it feels longer when it's windy, too. Um, but the one thing that I would say is, is trust that feeling. If you have a passion to do something, even if it's outside of your comfort zone, trust it and go for it and, and watch things unfold. Just try it out the first time. It's going to make you do more of those things, because we did that with Bryson City, we went to that cabin, and it, we got sucked into doing another cabin experience. Because being around people for as long as we're around, every single day back to back, it's great to see family and friends, but you do need that downtime. And I think that's a big learning experience with, with being in the cabin in the woods, that we need more time like this.
1: Absolutely, we definitely need more downtime. As humans. It, it just makes you appreciate the time that you're around a lot of people. Like I was telling Lindsay earlier, being here makes me appreciate modern life. <laughs> like, it really does oh, like, yeah yeah being around people but then modern life makes me appreciate really being here it's like the yin and the yang and going back to the comfort zone thing I look at it like it's you're riding a wave mm-hmm. so you start a lot of you maybe you've never rode a wave before but you can imagine like you get on the surfboard and you start or even a skateboard or anything like that you have to trust our rollerblades if you don't do that much you get on or riding a bike and you just have to keep pedaling and it's exciting yeah. And it's like a rush compared to, to fear. So a lot of times we go to step out of our comfort zone, like Lindsay was saying, and you confuse that rush oh, as to, or like a door shutting as, you know, as, oh, I better not go there because it doesn't feel right. Well, when you go out of your comfort zone and you file the pole, it's not going to feel right. You, meaning it's not going to feel like your normal, comfortable life. It's going to feel like, riding a wave or riding the bike for the first time you're going to want to go back a few steps but you're going to know that no i need to go towards that way there's just going to be inner knowing and the more that you trust that inner inner knowing the more that you're going to realize it when the call is there you take the call
0: exactly and i think that's a big thing and you don't have to go to a cabin in the woods to recognize this but you do have to some have some sort of downtime in between the everyday life. Absolutely. And I think that you know waiting it was great that we did this, you know, for 2 months and we were traveling, but it's nice to break it up. So we did break it up with different things throughout the 2 months, but I feel like it's a wake-up call for me, really, to take more time to do these things, not two months away so the moment i feel like oh i need to check in with myself i'm probably actually going to put it on the calendar and say check in with some sort of solitude you know time for that and it could be even in the morning having your tea or your coffee or whatever it is that could be time
1: or it could be on your lunch break i know we're just in philadelphia and there's a huge nice park in the middle of the city so even if you live in a city those parks all around you. Mm-hmm. I know in New York City, there's even Central Park. like no matter where you go, you could find a place in nature to where it's more quiet than what you're normal. Mm-hmm. And you just sit there with your thoughts, sit there with your energy and just process everything.
0: Yeah. And if you can find a spot, even if it's 48 hours of a place like this, you go there. You know, if you have to get a hotel for one night just to have that time, do that. Um I know everyone's thinking, well, I can't get a hotel each month, but if you can't do that, then go to the park, like like Tony was mentioning. And that's something we we build into our schedule, I feel like. We're always in nature.
1: And if you don't believe you could get a hotel each month, watch the rest of our podcast episodes yeah. because you'll start to believe it. That you literally could create exactly. whatever life you want. But that's a whole nother story. That's a
0: whole nother topic. You know, you can find ways. Like if you're gonna go and, and buy a Starbucks coffee, save that money and and save up for a hotel or do whatever you have to do to get the hotel. It's always available, but that is a whole nother thing. I could go off on like a long tangent on that. Um, but we hope that our lessons of being here in this cabin in the, in the mountains helps you in some area of your life and share with us if anything like this has come up for you where you had learning in, in moments of that solitude of being by yourself in, in the woods or, or anywhere really. Okay, well, I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and we will see you next time. See you next time. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes, and remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel, too.
1: If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.